AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. Is just something in the way you hold me? The way you're working gets on my body Every time you move, I reflect the motion This chemistry got me feeling like a friendship There is something in the way you hold my stare The way your eyes target the movement, then you there Every little touch you give, I judge you want me This chemistry got me feeling and all we can do is stay the hard way Not giving up on your baby, don't make a girl wait And all we taste is what you're giving Come on, we're giving Wanna know what your body feels like on the inside Move me, baby, tell me where it hits right Move me, baby, tell me where it hits right
Hey, this is Sage and you're listening to AMR. I'm a little unsure of who I am right now. I know that I hurt you, can't believe I let you down. I'm a little unsure of who I'm meant to be. But I know that life had meaning with you and next to me. I know that these cracks, they run deep The pieces off me, I wish you didn't see Yeah, I wish you didn't have to leave But now that you're gone I just find myself daydreaming Of what we used to be Of how we used to love And our hearts were interweaved I know we're out there somewhere In a universe that's near I wish that it was this one I hope that you get your love So I find myself daydreaming I'm feeling insecure, so much anxiety Try to stop myself from calling Just to hear you speak Not really sure where to go from here It's hard to be without you Don't know life without you It's a cold at night when you're not with me these cars do you even see? Yeah, I wish you didn't have to leave But now that you're gone I just find myself daydreaming Of what we used to be Of how we used to love When our hearts were interweaved I know we're out there somewhere In a universe that's near I wish that it was this one I hope that you get your love So I find myself daydreaming Hello there. Hello. Hello. Four times. G'day, 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 g'day. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to another brand new, phenomenal, fresh, off the press, straight bounce to your living room ears episode of Bar Talk, episode 68 to be precise, coming out to you live from my microphone through the cables, through your Wi-Fi, through your phone and your headphones to your brain. Yeah, I am here. It's me, your host, Big D, Daniel M. Pern, right here, coming at you with some phenomenal music and interviews with some phenomenal artists. I am so excited this week, as I always am, to be back 
A, you know, it's good to be back generally, isn't it? But B, and more importantly, to be showcasing you some of the best music from independent artists from Australia, New Zealand, and sometimes the Pacific Islands. And as I said before, interviewing those artists when they put out some awesome releases. Let's get straight into it because we've got a busy week. 12 tracks plus an interview to get through. You better be ready for the next two hours because your ears are going to explode with just sexiness right now. Uh, And talking about sexy, those were a couple of bloody top tracks that you just heard. Sarah Cabani and Taylor Pidgett with Daydreaming. And before that, Jody with Frenchie. Now, 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 let's get straight into talking about these songs because we've got a lot to get through, as I was saying. Um, Yes, as you just heard, Jodie was the first artist we played with her brand new track, Frenchie. Now, for those of you who are very, very, very focused and very much keeping in touch with what we do here at AMR, you may recognise that name, and that's for a good reason. Um, Sydney artist Jody, we have dealt with before. She she not only sends in her music herself, by the way, which is awesome, but we featured her, her back we're back in uh, July actually on the AMR Premix for a written up review slash premiere of a previous single she put out. But Frenchie is her latest. And my God, it's a good track. I tell you what, Joni as an artist herself is just always showing off her mastery of like pop sounds. And this is certainly no exception. Uh, Just overall, the vocals in this one, I thought, had a very timeless sort of feel um, with the way they're mixed and EQ'd, which sort of made me think of like old school jazz, like, you know, big band jazz from the 1950s. Um, I don't know why, (laughs) because the style is totally devoid of that, (laughs) that 1950s big band sound but nonetheless the vocals particularly i loved um yeah i'm, I'm still trying to work out jody what the fuck a frenchie is uh <laughs> give us a bit more explanation but regardless of what it is i'm sure it's something that we can all get around <laughs> those words are going to go back to eat me when frenchie is something negative i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is i didn't write the song guys don't come at me but um apart from that i should mention too absolutely stellar breakdown at the end Ooh, was a piece of him was a bit of something delicious. I think it's what the French would call a uh, a piece de resistance, if uh, if they ever use that term. <laughs> but great stuff, Jody. Keen to hear more. Jody is an awesome artist from the Sydney area part of the world. Um, this is her, I believe, her third single going by the notes here, and I'm sure she's got plenty coming up for next year as well. So keep an eye out for what she's up to. After that, uh, we had a great duo by the artists Sarah Kabadi and uh, Taylor Pidgett. Daydreaming is the song, and these guys are both from Melbourne, so local 10 represent, bros. Um, (laughs) uh, These guys have individually been releasing their own tracks for a few years, and this is the first sort of uh, get-together duet they've done, and uh, what a duet it was. Um, I I do like how each... Artist has their own very distinct vocal style. Taylor has a very clear vocal style. And Sarah, as you heard, a bit more soul in the way she enunciates her words. So, it created this great contrast that I loved. Um, I might have say as well, actually, really solid guitar work throughout that song. I loved it. It was both spacious and intricate in the places where it needs to be, which is always a good thing. Um, I love it. I love it. And hopefully we'll hear more um, of these sorts of cool team-ups. Maybe they might even do a bit more in, in the future. I don't know. I, I think the song kind of works. So, you know, 
what's another song, you know, what's another song between friends? But uh, great stuff, guys. Um, we're going to get straight into talking about the two tracks we are about to play because oh, this is not a day where we want to waste time. Uh, the next the next track we're going to play is by a uh, Queensland artist. Actually, two Queensland artists coming up in a row, which I think is very very well timed of me. I don't plan I don't plan this out from where they're located, but it, as it so happens, these next two artists are both from that part of the world. Uh, first up is uh, Tesh Batkins, who is a New Zealand slash Australian indie pop artist from the Gold Coast. Uh, she's not only a singer songwriter, but she's also a, a model and a surfer. I like how, you know, when you come from the Gold Coast, I thought being a surfer was a given. You know, it didn't need elaboration. But I suppose for the people who are not familiar with that part of the world, I suppose it doesn't necessarily click in your head like that automatically. So, yeah, she's officially a uh, singer-songwriter, <laughs> model, and surfer. So, all around very talented person, you know, getting into all kinds of, uh, all kinds of areas of expertise, I suppose you could say. <laughs> But yeah, this is a really cool track. It is called Spotlight, and uh, Tesh sent it another artist that sends in their own music themselves to us, which is a great reminder that if you are an independent artist from Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands, that you should be sending in your tracks to AMR Australia when you've got new releases. AMRAirplayAtMail.com with all the PR promo stuff and whoa, the whole shebang, um, which is what Tesh has done. So we've got, which is where I can sort of riff on what she's been up to. But Tesh actually tagged us. He kept tagging us in Instagram. I've got a song coming out. I've got a song coming out. I, I commented. I said, send it in. <laughs> and she, she sent it in. So, she's on the ball, guys. I like that. Good stuff, Tesh. Love it. Um, in this one, again, great guitar work. Solid muted, solid muted acoustic guitars. And I particularly liked how it was a pretty much a throwback to that adult alternative sort of late 2000s, uh, you know, US kind of song that you were getting, you know, around that period of time. It's a kind of throwback track that I, or kind of throwback style, I should say, that I haven't heard in a while, um, especially with that swell in the chorus and the uh, synth choices and such. It really kind of adds this cool vibe that I haven't really heard much of lately. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Moving right along, though, after that, uh, the latest single by Finn called Mistakes. Now, Finn is rather from the Gold Coast, actually from the other coast, the Sunshine Coast. So, we've got both coasts this week. I like that. Yeah, he's from the Sunshine Coast and Mistakes is this track we're about to play. Uh, it's going to be off his upcoming EP, which is called Wasting Time. And I tell you what, I'm not going to waste time <laughs> blabbering on because it was a awesome, awesome track. Uh, again, Again, cannot complain about the great guitar work here. I don't know what it is. All these pop indie tracks that are coming through this week, just all guitar focused, which me as a guitarist cannot complain, but especially cannot complain about the great guitar work here. Probably my favorite out of the first four we've played thus far. It just bounces along. And in particular, what I love about it is it just complements that vocal rhythm that's going along throughout the entire song. Um but you'll notice too, there's a lot of different guitar layers, a lot of different guitar layers, especially towards the end when the solo comes in. And it doesn't feel like it's over the top. It still feels uh, like there's plenty of space to go around. It's not over, overly filled up in terms of the entire, um, I guess you can call it spectrum. There's still plenty to sort of, you know, there's plenty of chillness involved with this song. 
But yeah, phenomenal layering it. And so I guess it's kudos to the production on this one. Uh, that song too was sent in by Heaps of Flash, which is a PR that we haven't haven't really heard much from recently, but they do send in a, a few tracks every now and again. <sighs> Let's bloody play them, eh? I'm pretty keen. Tesh Batkins with Spotlight. And after that, Finn with Mistakes, right here on Bar Talk. Gonna find out late that you've got plans tonight. I know I'm right about your lies. Think you got me hypnotized. It's been a long, hard week, and I'm thinking about you still. It's kinda hard for me to tell. I'm just gonna beat myself. Listening to Bar Talk on AMR. I don't want to feel a thing. There's people all around me. And I just need to breathe. I can feel it in my stomach. And I'm struggling to see. But we're doing what we want to. But we'll realize when we're sober. It don't change a thing. It's never really over. Oh, no, how hard it is to deal with pain the right way. 
But we all belong to ourselves And we'll all make our own mistakes Yeah, we'll all make our own mistakes Yeah, we'll all make our own mistakes And that was the insatiable sounds of Finn with his song Mistakes. And right before that, Tesh Batkins with their song Spotlight. Welcome back to Bar Talk. Welcome back to me. Yes, me as well, because I'm very important. Haven't got a lot of time. So you better be fucking thankful I'm doing this. <laughs> no, just kidding, guys. I love I love doing this. Hence why I'm doing it. It's not as if I'm getting paid by Gareth. No, um, <laughs> no, the couple of great songs there. Um, and we'll, you know what, what is also a couple of good things that are going on? Well, actually, not a couple. One good thing going on around AMR these parts is AMR Quiz Fizz. You know why I like talking about AMR Quiz Fizz? Because I finally got to go on as a fucking guest the other day. How good is that? <laughs> I know over the last few episodes I've been bragging on about how I'm eventually going to get there, but never got around to it. Well, I finally dragged my sorry bum down to the studio uh, the other Monday and uh, guested as a, as a contestant failing at answering questions with the other two panellists, Samantha Sharp and uh, and Mickey Maggot. I'll tell you what, 
if you listen back to that episode, um, bloody Samantha Sharp is bloody quick on the mark. And I thought I, I thought I'd be fine. I thought I'd be able to cruise through with no research whatsoever. No, it's just no, doesn't doesn't happen, guys. <laughs> but I'll talk a bit about it because I had a lot of fun actually uh, answering questions and in, and sort of having an interview with um, the former singer of Leonardo's Bride, uh, Abby Dobson, who now has a duo uh, that does French songs called Baby et Lulu. I that was a fucked up pronunciation, but that's okay. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but AMR quiz fizz in general is just a lot of fun. It, you get three, three usually three get three um, contestants in uh, answering music songs about Australian artists and just Australian music in general. And they will also get a guest artist on to ask questions as well, which is really cool. Um, and they've been getting a lot of really, really high caliber guests on, such as Abby Dobson. Uh, so that was it came out a couple of weeks ago. So when you get a chance, go and give that one a spin. Um, that's you can um, listen to that one via the website australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash quizfiz. Uh, but they've just come out with another episode, episode ten, uh, which had the uh, which had the guest Scotty from the band Terrestrials, um, as well as as I believe their bass player Ali. Um, they uh, played a few different tracks as well from uh, artists such as Club Carmel and Midnight Oil, uh, notwithstanding, and um, co-hosted by the lovely Suze, who's a bloody champ. You know, go and listen to it just for Suze. But yeah, so yeah, go and listen to it. AustralianMusiciansRadio.com forward slash quiz fizz. All the episodes are there and they're bloody good episodes. It's such a fun little time. Um, if you want to hit us up as a guest too, if you want to come on as a contestant or a guest, definitely let us know too. We need more. We need a good variety of contestants. Now, uh, this week, I had the absolute pleasure of chatting to New Zealand Auckland-based artist Marianne Lee, who is an absolute darling, is an absolute darling. She's an up-and-coming artist from that part of the world, and she, a little while back, a few weeks back, released her second EP, which was called um, Simple Things. We had an awesome chat about it the other day, and we're going to be playing that interview really soon. And we're also going to be playing, before we get onto that interview, one of the songs off the record, which is called Without Me. But before that, before that, we have another little treat for you, another awesome indie sort of pop and R&B-ish song for you. Uh, it's called Stuck On You by an artist called Frank James. Now, Frank James should very much be an uh, artist that's at the forefront of your minds, why you ask? He's a, you know very obscurely. <laughs> he was a very very old guest of ours way before this podcast, back before it was called Bar Talk, back when it was called Feel the Burn with Daniel Empern, um, the original iteration of the the show, which was back when Jimmy was co-hosting, and back in very early 2018, which feels like an which does feel like two lifetimes ago. Um, we had Frank in the studio. He played a couple of songs. Um, I remember that year in 2018, actually. Killer, the song that he played live in the studio, but the studio version of it ended up being on our top um, 50 countdown for 2018. But top, fin- top 50 countdown, I hold that thought too because I'm going to talk a bit about that later. But nonetheless, uh, it was an awesome track. And much like that song killer his latest single stuck on you kind of emulates the things i love 
about Frank. I mean, I've always appreciated him for, for two things specifically, um, <laughs> that slow burn R&B goodness and a falsetto that just does simply not quit. And, oh, boy, does he deliver here. It's um such a sexy, sexy, like, full-on song to, you know, desirable song turned to the max. Apparently, it is about a breakup and still longing or desiring that person you've broken up with. And you can kind of tell, like, there's a, yeah, there's a bit of lust going on in the background there. But it is a really cool track. Um, I especially like how the muted production changes up from muted, you know, in the verses to like a full kit towards this, the back latter part of the song uh, when there's a bit more vamping involved. And it kind of works. Adds sort of a cool change up, which sort of grabs your attention. Again, adds a nice bit of contrast. But Frank, good to hear from you again. Good to hear you're still putting out great music and uh, all the best. I know it's been a while, but if you're listening, good stuff. Uh, we're going to play it. We're going to absolutely play it right now, folks. Yeah, it's Stuck On You by Frank James. And right after that, Without Me by Marianne Lee. And then the Marianne Lee interview, which, oh, you're going to, it's a treat. You're going to look forward to it, guys. You're going to love it. But yeah, the Marianne Lee interview after that, an absolute treat for you guys. Look, look forward to that because it was fun. Guys, we'll be back soon. I'll be back soon to annoy you right here on Bar Talk on AMR.
house laying down them smooth shoes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. My name is Marianne Lee, and you're listening to AMR.
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. The one, the only bar talk. That's right. I don't know what you would do without me. It's. Uh, I feel like you'd all be lonely bastards sitting in your bubbles. Uh, that is, you know, your antisocial, musicless bubbles without me. And I'm so thankful you aren't because that was a phenomenal track, which is also called Without Me, would you believe, by an absolute, absolute Kiwi talent. Uh, Marianne Lee, whom you might remember we played a little while back, way back, on episode 58, way back in August. You may remember her previous single, Sweet Goodbyes, which was an excellent track. And uh, I just knew that we had to have a little bit more. Well, that that couldn't be our last goodbye. It had to be, I had to say, we had to say hello to Marianne, which you're going to do right now because she's on the line from Auckland. To say hello, hello about all of the lovely things that she's been up to. So, Marianne, welcome to the show, first of all. <laughs> Hi. I love those little puns you snuck in with the song titles. That's really nice. I like those. Thank you. I, I, I had a bit to work off. So, you know, it's, it's kudos to the artist, I, like I think, when the puns just write themselves. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, welcome to the show and um, congratulations too, because you have just released, well, I guess you can sort of say it because I'm sick and tired of telling people about what other artists are doing. You can tell me what you've been up to. What have sure. you just done? So, thank you. Well, I just released an EP called Simple Things. So, really exciting. Which indeed, and it is very exciting because that song Without Me was one of the, it's your actually most recent single off the EP, or yes. so I'm told. Yes, it is. You must be pretty chuffed that it's out now. As as of recording, I'm, it's out now for everyone to hear and listen to. Yeah, because honestly, for the longest time, probably, well, <laughs> to me, six months is a long time. But to hold on to a song for six months is a while. And for the last, like, six months, I've just been, I made myself a little SoundCloud playlist with the EP um, and secretly listening to it myself, so... So, when we look on your SoundCloud now that it's up public, we see 10,000 plays. That's not because 10,000 people <laughs> have listened to it. It's just, you know, you know 9,990 times you listening to it and 10, 10 times, I don't know, your friend listening to it and going, oh, I need a better mix on this. Can you tell me where the bass <laughs> needs to sit in the fr- in the frequency range here? Because it's, it's just sounding terrible right now. <laughs> you got you got to be your own biggest supporter and just keep streaming yourself. So, do you reckon that's just hyped you up for the actual release? You're like, this EP is so good. If you listen to it 10,000 times, you'll just be hyped. Well, you either get super hyped or you hate the songs and you never want to listen to it again. Uh, I'm at the stage where I'm hyped. You're hyped. Uh, so, I'm, yeah, I'm happy. I When I got my, because C- I made my first ever CDs. Um, actually, they were from Australia. I got them sent over. So, thanks for that. No worries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I got my first ever CDs with the EP on it, I literally played it. I play it all the time. I still play it in my car when I drive. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I do listen to myself in my car. That isn't because you jammed it in too hard one day and it got stuck. <laughs> and that's all you've got. No, you- it's by choice. Oh. By choice every time. Okay. Okay. Can I? Because there was a friend I had that had that same situation, but it was. Um, it was, I think it was the uh, In Excess album, Original Sin. And I said, look, he's like, I've got all I can hear is Michael Hutchins on repeat, on repeat, and my radio doesn't work. I said, look, it's it's better than some albums. So, it's like if you get a CD stuck in your CD player and that's all you have to listen to, you better hope it's a 10 out of 10 or it's an album that never gets <laughs> yeah. old. So, do you feel like that the Marianne Lee experience uh, is is the song that you can get stuck in your CD player? Um cursed forever to play over and over again 
Well, it's stuck in my CD player at the moment. I keep listening to it. And, um, and I don't know. I, I really love it. I like, and I'm not ashamed to say that, like, I do scream the lyrics in my car and it's really fun. And I would 10 out of 10 recommend it for screaming lyrics in your car. You should do it. You reckon? Yeah. yeah it's a scream. Yeah, so it's a screaming lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, not that it's like screamo kind of stuff. It's just like, you just want to <laughs> scream the lyrics. Just how you, just like how you would scream along to Taylor Swift, you know? So, because oh, you were, you were mentioning the Tay Tay before we started the interview. I was, mentioning how she's a bit, yes. she's a bit of, uh, she's a bit of an influence for you by the sounds of it. She likes, she pops up, she <laughs> how pops did you up know? in the Marianne, the Marianne, um, vocabulary. The Marianne vocabulary a few times by the sounds of it. <laughs> she does. She and she has for a while. She's great. I like her a lot. There's a few, there's a few <laughs> Taylor Swift, there's a few Swifty wannabes on that side of the ditch. I, what's what's going on over there? Something in the water. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. <laughs> she, um, no, I really look up to. Her. I really look up to her because she is just, um, nah. But like, yeah, no, she, she is a really great role model for someone who just wants to be a great lyric writer. I think that's why I really loved her music. Just the lyrics are really strong, and it's a great um, influence on. So my just writing. a great way how to just tell tell exes to stuff themselves in the most, I guess, gracious way possible. Talking about her wealth so of breakup songs. Oh, yeah. But they're all so good and they've earned her, like, how many Grammys? So, she's doing something right. She's doing something right. Probably just, yeah. I think the Grammys come from the album sales, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen to your track enough times, Marianne, and, and you might be up for one too, you know. Oh. 100,000 times <laughs> in a month, I think, is the aim because then, uh, then you know, they might actually pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. I mean, you should tell people that to do to do it too. So it's not just me. Oh, okay. So you get a few hundred thousand listens. Okay, I get how this works. Right, right. I so see. It's all just you know, it's big brain yeah. time here with Marianne Lee. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it is it is wonderful to hear you know now that you've got the EP out and you've got that in your case something physical to hold on to that is your own creation. Yeah. Is it sort of? I don't know. Now, you can never have had a bit of a time to listen to it are you you're finding that you're one of those people that can really pick up pick apart what you've done and and you go well next time i reckon i can probably improve on it or are you still just really chuffed at it is it just still is it still that 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 well release? i mean honestly honestly i am joking most of the time when i'm being like yeah it's like the most it's the best thing ever like i don't think anyone i don't know i don't really know many people that write music and think that way i think a lot of us are very critical and mm. i think that's a good thing sometimes because it makes you do better do better yeah because this is my second ep actually i did my first one when i was like 16 and the songs were very 16 you know oh yes very 16 yes and um and you know i I'm really proud of that, even though it was so different than how I write now. Um, and so I think it's important to be self-critical. And yeah, definitely. I do listen to the tracks and think, oh, I could have added this in. But also, I think I did this and I'm proud of it, you know? So what's the difference between a 16-year-old song and an 18-year-old song? Because I, I like it just doesn't seem like that much. And you zoom out a little bit. It's like it's two years. It's it's two it's two years of bad exams and you know failing at your English class and you know getting getting absolutely pelted at and you you know in, in the PE sports trials. Like what's? How did you, you know? know? Yeah. 
Well, we've all been. <laughs> like, here's the thing. This is like you go, what, you've experienced this too? What, you all went through school as well? Like you're talking about it as if yeah. you're the like the, you're like the G- you're Jesus carrying the crucifix right here, Marianne. <laughs> you know, a little well, perspective. No. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But to bring it back to the question, like what, like how much do you think looking back between your first EP and now this new one, what sort of changes can you really pinpoint between those two releases? Well, two years, it's not a long time as far as like life goes, of course, but two years in uh, teenage terms is significant from 16 to 18 because you're an adult at 18. You start driving, you start Mm. being more responsible, you meet more people, you do more things. In general, you just kind of have more freedom and you just live a little bit more. Yeah. I guess. Or at least I found I just had more freedom and I just did more things that I wanted to do. And it was Mm. less of like, it was just, yeah, I don't know. And also it was two years of practice. So there's actually one track on the EP called Apologize Reprise, which it's called a reprise because it's a redo of a song called Apologize, which was on the first EP. So what I did was I, I, yeah, so it's like, it's the same song, but re-recorded, redone, Mm. new lyrics, new melodies and a brand new chorus. So that was really cool. And it's kind of it kind of what kickstarted like me to think that this uh, this EP is kind of like a transitional project for me as an artist because mm. I could really see my growth. Um, and yeah, I think I think my lyrics have improved because mm. I've always been a, like a hopeless romantic and like a sucker for the ballads. But I also had to learn how to write upbeat stuff as well, and that's where Sweet Goodbyes yep. came in. Yep. And yeah. So, is this going to be the case now in every single release? You're just going to do a re-reprise of the reprise of the reprise at the start of every record? Is that it? Is that what's going to happen? That would be like a Billie Eilish. Have you seen her like 70? No, it's not that. It's like her questions every year or something. Have you seen that on YouTube? Yeah, it's every year. They ask her the exact same questions and they play back the old old questions. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah. And each year it has a different colour. So yeah. Put, well, put together, I mean, she's basically, have- you know, after a couple more years, she'll be the entire, you know, the entire rainbow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have never actually thought about like doing a reprise of a reprise of a reprise, but you know, <laughs> who like, knows? I might do a sweet goodbyes reprise. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> it just calls Cut up the producer. I've got the idea for album number yeah. three. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, honestly, I have already written a song for, I don't know if it'll be an album, but I've written a song and I've demoed a song that I like. And mm. honestly, who knows where it's going to go, <laughs> but I'm excited to find out, you know? <laughs> so, you were talking though before about <clears throat> especially your lyrics and that. What Have you noticed that like thematically um, there's been a sort of shift in how you sort of show perspective in your songs, like where, where, you, where the narrator is in those songs. Do you find that, that that two years of life experience, as you mentioned before, just adds an extra layer that you didn't have before? I think that I learned how to write about it better because, to be honest, I did go through like a breakup that I wrote a lot about when mm. I was like mm. s- like releasing the, lo- the first EP. So, well, I mean, yeah, a breakup, had to you know, milk you know, it, it, you know. Like, it's not worth it if, yeah. you don't get, if you don't get five songs out of it at least. <laughs> So I think I learned how to like actually write about it better. So hmm. there's a song called Could Have Been The One on the EP that I wrote when I was 17, I think. And it was like soon after the first one. And hmm. I love that song. And I still love that song, even though it's been like to me, I really like to improve each year. But even though it's yeah. been like over a year, I still love it. And um, and I forgot what the question was. What was the question? <laughs> oh, well, you know, we were just talking about like how how you think you've matured 
with that lyrical content, which is sort of, you know, you, you were sort of yeah. answering. <laughs> just keep <prattling. laughs> Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I always kind of go on tangents. Just say, Marianne, stop, or just um, <laughs> cut me off. But, uh, but yeah, I think I've just gotten better at describing how I feel. And also, like, not being so, de- like, depressing. Because, like, just because you're mm. sad doesn't mean you have to write a super sad song. Like, you can write a kind of almost comical song like Sweet Goodbyes, uh, which yeah. I wrote with my friend who kind of taught me to be a little bit more upbeat and, like, fun mm. about it. Mm. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. So, you've already had sad, sad emo teenager phase. That's that's already happened by the sounds <laughs> of it. Um, what What's the next yeah. phase then? Like, what, <laughs> what stereotype are you going to draw inspiration from next so you can milk that cow you know loki <laughs> loki like or up loki <laughs> i don't know if you say that um a lot like but like i say like in it's in a gen i feel like this is a gen z thing and i just don't yeah, get that but, but like but like loki <laughs> i've really started leaning into the whole like pop punk kind of vibe okay. and like the song the song that i've demoed is i mean i i so badly want to say the name because the name of it like literally describes exactly what you're asking, but I probably shouldn't say it just yet. But uh, it's you like the, you can't give away too many secrets at once. No, but it is. It's it's like playing into like the the crazy ex stereotype. Oh yeah, crazy. You know, girl that writes songs and and is a bit weird about it. The uh, yes, yeah. that old chestnut. That's a time on a tradition yeah. in songwriting. I feel mm. just the the crazy, like, absolute crazy bitch period phase. Is that what we're yes. going to call it? Yes, uh, I like that. Okay. Yes, okay. that is definitely what I'm leaning into. <laughs> You're going to wear a bit more, a bit more jewelry and um, dye your hair black. Bit too much I mean, mascara. I mean, they can't see right now, but I'm wearing a chain. I'm wearing a chain right now. I didn't and even that- see. I wasn't even. I thought you were just wearing some sort of like light necklace. Is that an actual chain? Well, it's a necklace chain thingy. Ah, you should get a, you should get one to of those big. The people listening. You should get one of those big fat Cuban link chains. You know the ones that rappers <laughs> wear, and they're oh. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I do. You can probably yeah. get a fake one. That's from- going to be my next phase. <laughs> you can probably get a fake one from the uh, two dollar <laughs> shop. And it'll be like, it'll probably yeah, break after do. a week, but it looks cool on stage. True. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. that. but so you've got, okay, so we've got some interesting, some interesting things to look forward to musically from you. But speaking yeah. of what we've, what you've just released at the moment, um, I see that you had the pleasure of um, working with, I believe it's your longtime collaborator, um, Emily. Yes, I love her. She's, so- um, she's my producer. Tell us a bit about your Wait, working relationship with her. What's what's it like to get in the studio with her and oh, lay down the tracks? She's so fun. So I um I the way I got into music was I, I like I always wanted to I always wanted to be a musician, but hmm. I didn't know how to go about it. So the way I did it was I entered a ton of competitions, songwriting competitions, which mm-hmm. the reward was to record a song at a studio. Okay. And I ended up winning some of them and that's how I met Emily. And um like it was just by coincidence she messaged me and she was like, Hey, I'm doing some solo stuff, just like helping out some musicians. Let me know mm, if you mm. want to work with me sometime. And I was like, Oh my God, perfect timing. I have a ton <laughs> of songs that I want to work on. And honestly, it was like so much fun. I would just go to her house, sit in the chair in her little studio, and we would just like gossip and just talk and sometimes just like chat and just have a good time. And then songs would come out of that like really relaxed and nice environment. So she is wonderful. She's so encouraging. Right. And 
she really helps me branch out because this album or this EP is so different from my other stuff, mm. especially mm. my single without me. Um, so it's really cool that she uh, just encourages new, new things. So when you're getting in there, are you very much focused on building it up from scratch? Like, do you start with an instrument and just build it up from there? Or does Emily whip out the old 808s and just pump out some <laughs> pump out some backing beats? I don't know. What's the what's the usual what's the usual experience when you're putting together a track? Well, I write everything on my own, apart from Sweet Goodbyes. That was co-written, but that's really mm. unusual for me. So I write everything myself. So I you I always have the song finished. I'm kind of kind of particular about that yeah. i don't like it when people try to change my songs <laughs> so i uh, <laughs> uh so yeah i went in there and uh, like with without me it was like a really slow guitar song and mm. i played it to emily and she was like this is good i love the hook but can we speed it up and i was like okay and so we started adding on lots of things and listening to different reference tracks and uh just instrument by instrument we just started adding on more things i think the first thing we did was like like put in the demo into the little yeah program and like she literally exped it up so fast and i was like oh this is kind of vibey kind of sad but kind of vibey and then um <laughs> and then we started listening to reference tracks and like adding in different ideas and it just happened and yeah i've loved it ever since mm. so she's she's just one of those it sounds like she's one of those um <clears throat> one of those producers you can just really just get along with so well that it doesn't feel oh, like yeah. you're working at all yeah, and definitely not work. It's not work. It's fun. It's so fun. So mm. much fun. Were they taking like <laughs> the actual like amount of time that you'd spend on the songs? Was it a case of um, that it was time was flying so much you actually did spend a lot of time on it? Or was it really, was it a very efficient process? You know, you really sort of got everything done so quickly, maybe more quickly than you realized. It was kind of like it was while she would mix the song mm. like we would lay down a track she would mix it and i would just be like yeah so the song was about this and i was just like oh my god and <laughs> i would just rant about things you know yeah um and and often it was always like music related like i'd be like oh i love this beat in this song like i mm. wish i could do something like that and she'd be like is this something you'd like to do and then she like adds it in and i'm like oh my god you're amazing <laughs> you're amazing so so that was the kind of yeah it was always just like gossiping about music things and yeah stuff like that yeah so just, uh, just uh, obviously for you, just you know, ranting about your favorite Taylor Swift moments. It's just a literally me a medley of, yes. of all of that. <laughs> yes, and she's a Taylor Swift fan as well. <laughs> so she, I wouldn't even have to play the songs for her. I'd be like, that song. She'd be like, yes, yeah, I know that one. So you two yeah. got obviously very similar musical tastes by the sounds of it. You two are just engrossed yeah. in that same, the same love of the same music. Kind of, but also she, but of course she's a producer, so she has to know a fair bit so about- A little, like, little bit more. <laughs> she needs to be able to like yeah, get yeah. those reference tracks in and just go bananas by the sounds of it. Yeah. The, the really fun thing about going in the studio is your song coming alive, like mm. filling it out completely. That's just the most fun thing ever. I love it. Was there a favorite moment in terms of maybe something she suggested that she added in that sort of elevated one of the tracks to the next level? that you didn't think of hmm. the most most like i do like to be quite in control of what i put in the songs yep. so most of the time it would be like i would have an idea and it would just be about how to execute it like mm. i would say like i'd be like i really want a super super high note that plays in the chorus that you only hear a few times after listening to it and and it's one of those things in a song that you notice after a few listens and you're like oh that's so cool yeah 
And like, that's so vague, but I would say something like that. And she'd be like, oh, okay, record it right now. And I'd be like, ooh. And then she would like add so many effects to it. And I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. You know? So she was super good at just listening to what I wanted and making it sound how I heard it in my head. Right. So I keep hitting my desk. That's that's fine. Come it only comes up a little bit. I do it myself, actually. So it's like if you hear the, the tapping in the back, it's just me tapping away. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> But no, that that it, it is it sounds like that you say so, like it you, you was you were so switched she was so switched on with what you like now that you've had the chance to work together that it really is just such an ease such a breeze to work with her that you do end up getting something that's quite consistent which you can sound throughout which you can sort of gauge when you're listening to it everything sounds very consistent which I like mm. yeah we wanted to make the we wanted to make the EP although. Uh, like as you listen to it, you can hear how I'm changing as mm. an artist mm. uh, because each song is from like a different part of my life. We also wanted it to be coherent. Now, what's it been? Have you always been somebody that's enjoyed playing your songs live? Because it sounds like you've, you're very focused on getting, as you said before, having that full control, having that song already done before you even go ahead and attempt to record it. So are you very much a person that likes playing the songs live before you sort of work out what you're going to do with them in a recording? Um, I love playing live. I do because I love that really intimate um, like space to be able to tell the audience exactly what the song is about. I love mm. a, I love a good like small show. That's not like not too small, not too big, but like really nice where people truly care and they listen and they listen yeah. to what it's about. And then you play it to them. And um, they really connect with it. That's just my favorite thing. When people come up to me afterwards and say, mm. I, I, I really connected to that. I love that. That's just the nicest thing ever. So I love, I do love shows like that. And there's one song could have been the one which is on the EP, which mm. I did play live. Mm. I played it live like two days after I wrote it. So I was super nervous about getting all the words <laughs> right. But I, I, I played it and so many people came up to me and said that they, they really related to this, to the heartbreaking lyrics. Cause it's a song about, um, it's a song about love that, Nothing dramatic happened. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And mm. I think sometimes that's the hardest to accept because you, you want to hate them because it's easier to hate them to move on. But sometimes you can't and you just have to accept that they could have been that person. Um, and so, yeah, if it could have been the one, I think I learned from p playing it live that sometimes you just want to hear a really sad ballad. It doesn't need a pop beat. It just needs the sad lyrics and the guitar. Mm. So have you so had a chance to play your songs, though, with a band much? Oh my gosh, yes. So I haven't really had a I haven't really had a band before, but I decided to put one together with my friend Nate who helped me um mm. record the first EP and we did a single release show like early August like right before lockdown happened for Auckland. Yeah. And um we played some new songs, we played Sweet Goodbyes, we played mm. oh, it was so much fun and it was really cool connecting with the audience when it was just me and my guitar. Um, and then like everyone like singing sadly and oh so fun and then everyone joining <laughs> back in and like jumping and like having so much fun with the whole band I love that so what, what kind of setup was it just like classic three four piece going on or did you have a couple of tricks yeah, up the sleeve um we the tricks we had were like different starts and stops in the song like fun covers mm. like we did oh my gosh we did uh the one that got away <laughs> that was a hit that was a people love that song. It's, oh my god! You went for fun. the real crowd pleaser there. You really did. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it was so funny because like all the like middle aged men were like crying along with everyone else to the one that got away because it's so good. <laughs> oh. 
It was really funny. So, are you planning, obviously, sort of the lockdown over there has sort of put a bit of a spanner in the works of playing live, but is there, is there more plans to do that sort of band set up once you can, sort of moving into the new year? Yeah, for sure. I'm sorting out a tour at the moment. So, I'll be, like, as soon as we're allowed to, we mm. will be doing shows. So, really, I guess the best thing to do would just be, like, follow along with my social media for announcements for that because I can't confirm anything right now, unfortunately. But, yeah, as soon as we can, we will. Yeah, yeah. Where is there anywhere around New Zealand yet that you haven't played, any towns that you haven't played that you're really keen to? Right now, I'm thinking of, of course, a few shows in Auckland. I want to do Wellington. Mm. I want to do Christchurch. I have some really cool people there that I'd love to, like, see at a show. Um Gosh, where else were we thinking? I can't remember right now, but a few different places. <laughs> just all over. <laughs> just ev- just <Yeah>. everywhere. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> exactly. There's no there's no reason not to. Well, you know, mm-hmm. money and time, but, you know, let's not think about that. But why, uh, you know. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> that sh- shouldn't be a factor. Exactly. No. No, yeah. it sounds like, like though, you've can. got a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, plans coming out. Like you've got a lot of really exciting things that you're planning to do. When you can. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's really fun to plan those things. It's really, yeah, it's exciting. I was going to say, you have um, you were talking a bit before about how you want to change your styles up uh, and it's sort of more to do with like your aesthetic rather than the the style of song per se. But are there any genres in that that you're kind of keen to explore a bit more maybe on your next release um, that you haven't yet? Because it, it is very much like your vein so far, so far is very much like the indie pop sort of thing mixing with a bit of folk and, and rock and all that sort of thing. But is there sort of any styles that sort of would push you beyond those boundaries that you'd really like to try? Yeah, honestly, the punk pop is is what we've been trying. And I I don't know why, but like I have been writing more in it recently. Like I don't I don't know. I'm not like more upbeat or like fun than I was before. So I don't know why I'm suddenly writing like that, but I am. You so. didn't somebody didn't gift you like an electric guitar and just sort of just because it sounds better or something like that. Like, is that what actually? Going on? Actually, what's quite funny is on my single release night, I was supposed to play with my acoustic, and my yeah. brother's a guitarist, and he was there on the night. And I was like sound checking, and I was like, "Why isn't my guitar working?" And for some reason, just wasn't working. So yeah. my brother gave me his electric, and <laughs> it just all fell into place. I had a great time playing it, and I really want my own now. And um. Yeah, on the demo we've we've recorded, there are electric guitars and a lot of them. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that was the moment. So, like, yeah. Think, oh, like, yeah. So, what what um, what guitar did he have, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know. <laughs> electric. <laughs> just some, just some strat- Stratocaster <laughs> derivative or something like that. Something. It was yellow. Something classic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't help me. It's just the color of the paint. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Um <laughs> Can't. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be serious <laughs> right now. You have a lot. You have a lot to learn. Next time, next time we interview, you're gonna you're gonna have to just impress me with all your guitar knowledge. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think, like I think I know what it is, but like I'm not about to say it like on radio. You know what I mean? You don't like, want to embarrass yourself. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got an image to cultivate, but- and it's not one. It's not one of incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but, well, it's, I mean, it's not my guitar. Like, I haven't seen it very much. So, I played it and it was fun and now I want my own. Okay. Okay. Um, you didn't break too many of your strings, I'm guessing. 
Oh my god, I actually did. I did break a string on stage. <laughs> I did. Which one was it? It's always either the G string or the E string, isn't it? It was the it was the E string. It was the e I string. like mm. Yeah. But it was because I was rocking out too hard. So I don't know. It's Kinda always the it's, it's actually every guitarist has a I broke the E string story. They everyone does. It's it's a, just a fact yeah. of life. No. I had never had that happen to me on stage before. But it was really fun, actually. I actually, like, it was, I wasn't, like, scared or, like, nervous or embarrassed about it. Like, it was like, oh, my God, it was so fun that I broke knees, <laughs> like, uh, my spring. How, far into, and the, then, how oh, far into the set were you when it happened? It was the first song. Oh, so did and you, it what, was like. Did you replace it? Uh, yeah, it was so cool. Like, the crowd, I, I didn't really notice it broke until, like, after the song. And, the like, the crowd, my brother got another guitar and it was, like, floating through the crowd, like coming like over to the stage and i just picked it up swapped it out it was i felt really cool to be honest oh so we did have a spare like okay so you didn't they didn't replace the string they just got a new guitar no nah, they just passed me a new guitar and uh it was funny like my band was playing like elevated music while i was switching guitars it was really cute it was such a good night it's, sound like a very 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 tight they're very professional very professional yet these guys they know exactly what to do when things don't yeah, go and I was just according say- to plan yeah, they're, they're great. And I was just on stage like, oh, my God, my string broke. Someone help. And they fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, let's I'm, – I'm kind of curious because I noticed, too, with a lot of your your EP artwork and that it's very much – and your single artwork, every single photo you use is just you gazing off to some angle in, in very seriously. Yeah. I want to know what <laughs> – it's very consistent, <laughs> just like the record – now, who, whose idea was it to do the whole the whole gazing very seriously thing? What's the you know whose idea whose smart idea was that? Was oh my god, yours wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like <laughs> you should. It wasn't like you should. I have an idea, Marianne. You should look straight into the camera, like into their faces. It wasn't like that. It was just. It was more like it was. We more brainstormed like the the vibes, the the clothes the aesthetic mm. and um the photos it honestly it's just coincidence that like the good ones were when i was like staring into people's souls you know and like well straight in the camera well no i'm just looking at you oh, i suppose some oh no yeah some of your other older ones are i know but i see like the ep one is actually the only one where you're actually not looking into the camera so is that just a happy coincidence for a hot second, I actually forgot what the EP cover was, but yeah, I was looking <laughs> you at- don't, You don't admit- was- You're talking about things you don't want to admit and get wrong. That's something- That's a big no-no, Marianne. Like, this is- You've got a lot to learn, son. <laughs> I, I, I was confused which EP you were talking about, this, and, this and I was like- Which one do you think? The one that we're, we're playing, the one that we're talking you about. You said you were talking about the old ones. Oh, okay. And I was like, wait, no, I, I was like, no, but I was looking in the camera for the old one, and then I was like- Oh yeah. Okay. I I I'm just looking now. I, I think it is yeah, you're right. On the old You're right, on the old one you are looking directly at the camera. So I mm-hmm. I apologize mm-hmm. unrefutedly, Marianne, for that <laughs> that transgression. But it is you, but I am right in the fact that th- this I believe is the only cover, this current simple things, the new EP, that's the only cover where you're not actually looking into the camera and you're actually looking wistfully away to the side. I was looking at the simple things title. Oh, okay. Is that what's supposed like, to be happening? Yeah. So you really you were looking at the t- in the in the shoot. You're looking at nothing, and they're like, "We'll add that in post." They weren't just hovering <laughs> letters in thin yeah. air. Honestly, uh, when it comes to like coming up with those covers and things, it's it's just like me uh, like looking at it and just trying to come up with lots of different like ideas and 
and I just liked that one, and I thought it looked cool, and so do, that's what it is. How much? How much <laughs> do you think comes into it? Like, um, do you prefer the sort of visually speaking when you when they're taking pictures of you? Do you prefer the ones where there's like this sort of interplay between the light and the dark, and where um, you're sitting in the photograph? Because I'm like, I'm, with the are you? Yeah, because it seems to be in a lot of these photos, it's very much the position you're sitting in and where that relates in terms of certain colours. And I don't know whether that's just coincidental or whether there's actually whether that's actually on purpose when you're picking those pictures. I I did like with with the Simple Things cover. I really did like how um, because the EP songs are quite different. Like each each song is quite different and almost like a different genre. Some mm. of them. I liked how the EP cover was quite. It could just be interpreted in different ways. It wasn't too specific. And I like how there's like a little bit of color, which kind of gives like a hint mm. to the, like the more um, like upbeat fun songs. Well, I find my own meanings in, in things like that. And then I like how the rest of it is quite simple, simple yeah. things, you know, uh, and, and each, each cover art, I think really suits the vibe of the song. Mm. Like suddenly I love, I love that cover art. Not, not in like a way like, Oh, I look good there. Like not like that at all. <laughs> it's it's it, in just like, mama's coming to town. No, no, no. And just like the way that I think it really captures just that, like that kind of love that I sing about. Girl, you in, look good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I what I like about the single covers is how each one like if you look at Sweet Goodbyes and then suddenly like mm. they're very different vibes and I like how um, Sweet Goodbyes is a bit more playful. It's got the plaid shirt, it's got the layered jewelry, which I'm not sure if you can really see that in the photo, but I, I like that. And then in the um, and suddenly it's just far more like calm and and it's you know there's nature like I was in mm. nature for the mm. shot and it's far more like almost like folky kind of vibe. So I do put effort into like matching each cover with the corresponding song. So with these songs, I noticed too, yeah, some of them are guitar songs, some of them are piano songs. So do you write the piano songs on piano when you've got, because suddenly is a piano song compared to a few of the others. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I'm writing my music, I generally go to a guitar. So I used to go to a ukulele a lot when I would mm. write, but it's not really, that's that not is, really my thing anymore. That is really 15-year-old white girl material, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Listen to Little Out of Reach. That's literally that song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really go there anymore, but I, I do. Yeah, I usually go to the guitar, but I um, with Suddenly, I actually started writing it on guitar and I just, like it was just like an instinct. I was like, nope, that's not what it. That's not what the song is. And I went over to the piano, and that's where I wrote that one. So really, just you, you feel you don't. It doesn't really necessarily. It's always a guitar thing. You start guitar, and then you sort of work out. Oh, this could work better on a piano, and then you might sort of test in general. It on there. In general, I well, it's recently I write more on guitar because, like, honestly, it's because the piano is like not in my bedroom. And songwriting is a very like personal thing for me. Like I really, I if, if someone else is in the room and they're not like co-writing with me, I can't, I can't mm. do it. Like mm. I can't, you know, because it's just like, I can't focus on it. So the piano is like in like my family, like lounge. So it's just like yeah. people are always around. I'm like, it takes an effort to get, to get people to like leave. So it's better to just write <laughs> <laughs> on my guitar, you know? People are just hard to manage in general, aren't they? <laughs> it's too much effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Blame No, that's that's cool though. But yeah, it's it's cool that you can sort of adapt the songs as they go, depending on what their strengths sound like they're gonna be, which is awesome. Um we are well we're gonna play soon 
We actually got, might as well say we're going to play. I believe it is suddenly soon. Yeah, we are. We're going to play suddenly a little yes. bit later. So we'll come. We'll we'll, pour, we'll we'll hold that thought there and then come back to it. But mm-hmm. compared to what you were expecting when you went in, how close is the final product compared to your initial expectations? Is it is there a lot of difference, or are you still are you very happy that it's sort of gone as as close as where you thought it would? I think the biggest surprise, and it's always the most fun thing as well, is is like hearing which songs are people's favorites, which mm. are the ones that people pick out and save to their playlists. Because it's really cool. I can see like what songs people add to like different playlists, like yeah. sad songs, and like I see like different songs that are like <laughs> or like uh, their party music. That's really cute. I love seeing that. So I was surprised to know that my song "Come Back" is quite like popular with people because. Um, it's one of those songs where it's like really special to me or like mm. it's really special mm. to the to the songwriter but you think well it's not a extremely commercial one it's not it's not a fun one that you could dance to it's a yeah. personal one and and so when people like those kinds of songs that's really lovely and um that's been really nice so yeah hearing what songs people choose and in terms of like the response uh yeah my family and my friends and and people listening have been really sweet about it and honestly because it's we're so early in the release like process i'm mm. still kind of finding out every day like different things so yeah oh, no, i guess exactly. we'll find, i guess we'll find out like how it goes well no it has and as of recording it's been less than a week since it has released so yeah there'll be i'm yeah. sure there'll be a lot more to come with with the songs which is which is really exciting when you think about it yeah but yeah, we are going to play. We're going to play suddenly soon, and you've sort of touched on it a bit. But I was maybe hoping you could give me the down low, the low down, the real Marianne, Marianne Lee Ho down of of this particular the low key, <laughs> like the low key. That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of it. Um, the low key down of this particular track, like what it's about. Oh, if you can, like- oh, like I'll let you t- interpret that question how you see fit. Well. Um, for a long time, for a long time, I, I've wanted to write a song, um, a love song that wasn't just cheesy and annoying. And so like, I'm in love, blah, 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 blah you know, those kinds of songs, <laughs> those are annoying. And I think as a listener, I really love, it's hard to like a love song for me because mm. I, I don't know. I think a lot of the time they're really like happy love songs because they can mm. be like really mm. cheesy and annoying. I don't know. And so for a long time, I really wanted to write a love song that was like peaceful and calm and just mature and just really captured the feeling of like calm, safe love. And, and I, I remember like when I listened to Lover by Taylor Swift to, to bring her up again, um, it was that same kind <laughs> that of. Tick, that, that tick <laughs> is counting every time you mention it. Yeah. Take a shot every time I say Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's, um, the, that's the Mary Ann Lee game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, to bring her up again, that like Lover by Taylor Swift is a song that kind of captures that kind of love or perfect by Mm. Ed Sheeran or, you know, those kinds of songs. So I was really excited when I started writing suddenly because it was that kind of song. And I was 17 when I wrote it. Like I'm not like married, you know, like I'm not, I I don't know. I was really surprised that I could write from that kind of perspective because I don't know. I felt a little bit young to be talking about that kind of stuff, but it was really cool. Well, sometimes when, when inspiration hits or like just ideas flow, Mm. um, you write about stuff that I don't know. You just like it's beyond yeah, your just, years, just feeling a little, a little bit, bit too mature. Didn't yeah, suit well. Like didn't just- suit well with bad bitch Marianne, did it? <laughs> yeah. Um, get me the mascara. Well, that's out for now. the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. 
but, but These yeah, folks suddenly- don't know what's going to hit them, really. <laughs> you, I think you're just writing sappy love songs. Then yeah, you're well, come out with yeah. a punk rock vibe next. Yeah, well, well, suddenly, yeah, I was really excited about that one, and I didn't know how it was gonna because we we did a music video in Christchurch. I flew over to Christchurch, mm. and we did a music video of a couple dancing and me like on top of the mountain of this mountain, uh, like singing like into the camera and like me playing at this grand piano, which I never imagined could happen, but it all just kind of fell into place once I wrote the song. It all kind of happened, and um, it became a lot more than I ever thought it could be. So. Oh, you um, had your, you really had your sort them. of singing in the wild cliche oh music yes. video. Yes, that's I a, had my moment. That's a bucket list item you can tick off now. Just Yeah, it was really cute. I really liked that. That was really fun. <laughs> it, it was a really fun time. That is a little bit, a little bit Vanessa Carlton, you know. <laughs> a thousand miles. Yes, I know that one. Grand piano is in the wild. <laughs> yes, yeah, and she like going down a street. Yeah, or making my and, way like, downtown with her. Walking fast. It's as if the lyrics reflect the music video. Yeah, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah, your Vanessa Carlton moment, which I, I think is you know she was she was seventeen when she wrote that song or nineteen or something stupid really? like that. Really? So that's probably why I'm getting wow. the connection. So, you know, people think that's a very mature song. It's also a party banger. Uh, but nonetheless, you got <laughs> you can be you can be you can be seventeen and you can write these stupidly mature songs. So then when you do when you yeah. are 30, 40, when people expect you to write, write the mature shit, you can have the midlife crisis and have panic and be, be all panic panic stations, you know. You can go and buy a boat. Just what I've, I've been told is the classic middle, um, what is it, midlife crisis purchase? A boat or like that you buy never a really use. nice car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a for rebuy yeah. a Ferrari or something like that. It's mm. either a Ferrari or a boat. Or write a really good song. Or write a really good song. I yeah. might do that. <laughs> Hopefully, I do that. That's when that's I'm a boring midlife crisis. So it doesn't cost you. It doesn't. No, make it you would bankrupt. be fun. Yes, yes, it does to record it. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So you're going to have to do the whole like orchestra, get, in, get the Wellington Philharmonic in. Oh, my gosh. Get yes. 14 kazoo players. I need, to, I need to have that moment. I've had my I've had my moment singing at a grand piano. I need my moment with an orchestra. That'll be really Yeah. Cool. Import a tribal choir from- um, Yes. Backing singers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see where this is heading. So, all right. I've, it's a very well- <laughs> Thought out. You've thought about this very. You've thought about this very in a very detailed manner, Marianne. I'm not sure if I should I'm feel worried or not. I'm just excited now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a planner, but uh, are you, you're giving me the ideas. So, so you're going to use up all your life savings on a uh, <laughs> at a children's choir. Yeah, and no. <laughs> Actually, no. That's why you get children's choirs because you don't you don't have to pay them, guys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and. Uh, and Daniel's uh, Daniel's industrial relations tips um, segment is over for the week. <laughs> as oh we think, as we th- well, actually, what instrument would you love to have in, in your next record that you haven't had yet? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe because you just haven't. Oh, I haven't have- had the chance, or you haven't really thought about it. Be like, I like that instrument. That's I'm going to use that one day. Like maybe like like a trumpet. Trumpet's I've never had good. a trumpet. Trumpet's very classic. That'd be yeah, cool. you can do a lot with a trumpet. That'd be super, like a jazz song. Oh, that's cool. Because I don't <laughs> think I've done like a jazzy. <laughs> like that'd be cool. You can have your like nineteen forties jazz. Oh yes, jazz stop! You're giving me so many good ideas. I'm going to take them. <laughs> I'm going to use all these ideas. 
<laughs> you can do, yeah, you can do the whole um, you can do the whole speakeasy thing after your your um your bad ex, my fo- punk, bad ex my thing. punk phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see, you got your whole career <laughs> planned already, and you're not even twenty. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that should keep you going. I'll credit till, you. Yeah, that should keep going till about. That should keep you going till about twenty thirty five, and then yeah, yeah. So you have to worry about and then that. I'll, and then I'll talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you credit. I'll give you a percentage. Yeah, and you can. I can ask you how well it went, you know, and you can tell me, <laughs> and tell me how how badly it failed or how well it went, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but Marianne, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on, um, chatting about the EP and everything else. Oh, cool! Thank you so much for having me. This was kind of like a gossip session rather than a little oh, interview, which yeah. I like. It's all it's, gossip. It's like it is a little bit. <laughs> With a good gossip, though, they were not like the the Channel E, the exclamation mark, where it's like, oh, Johnny Depp crashed another car again this week. It's like, okay. Oh no, this is the, this is a fun this is a fun chat. Fun this is the, this is the banter hour. This is what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much, and it's it's great to hear. So happy with the release too, and I hope it sort of grows on you. You know, you get you fall out of love with it for a while, and then you come back after six months and you listen to it and you go, oh, I was pretty badass in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we are going to play suddenly. So, Marianne, why don't you do us the honors and then tell us what we're about to listen to and who you are for those of you that have already forgotten, I guess. <laughs> well, my name is Marianne Lee, and you're about to listen to my single Suddenly, which is from my brand new EP, Simple Things. Do it anyway Oh you 
Hey, this is Kim. You're listening to AMR. We start a fight over a missed call. Then we blame it on the alcohol. I wanna hurt you, so I call you small, and then I take it back. I take the blame for everything. Apologize when you take the first swing. We never should have made it past a fling, but we can't take it back. I've played nice, but you just can't quit. It's not you, it's me. That's bullshit. I know that I said it isn't, but this is personal. I guess I'll have to get with all of your friends. Isn't that how psycho girls get revenge? I've tried, but you don't wanna make amends. So it's time I get. You just can't quit, it's not you, it's me, that's bullshit I know that I said it isn't, but this is personal Now just watch me break that habit And pretend I never had it I know that I said it isn't, but this is personal you through the dirt and enjoyed it I took all of your trust and destroyed it Call me toxic, call me bitch You put yourself in that ditch I've played nice but you just can't quit It's not you, it's me, that's bullshit I know that I said it isn't right This is personal Watch me break that habit And pretend I never had it I know that I said it isn't But this is personal <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Yes, it's me, Daniel M. Pern, back right here on Bar Talk, coming to you more with more, more, more loving goodness. That was Matilda Rose with This Is Personal. Nothing personal, Matilda, but it's a good song. Um, <laughs> before that, Suddenly by the incomparable Marianne Lee. Marianne, thank you so much again for coming on the show the other day and spouting out your heart to us. I really do appreciate it when artists bend over backwards to give us some good responses. And um, I want to thank Nick Knack as well for helping us put that one together. Make sure you're pretty, pretty Please Go and give a listen to Simple Things, the new EP by Marianne Lee, out wherever you stream your music. And uh, make sure you go and check out her socials as well too, too, because she has her upcoming EP release show on Friday, December 17. So, if you are in Auckland, go and check that out. If you do get a chance, I assure you, you will not disappoint it. Only 10 New Zealand dollar dues at the door. Yeah, go and check out her socials. All the details are on the event via her Facebook page. Now, I want to quickly mention, as I always do it around this time of the episode, 
quickly mention uh, about AMR Heavy Reborn, the absolute champs that are there. Now, um, very recently, since our last episode was released, they actually managed to get the uh, podcast up on Acast. So hopefully we'll be seeing uh, their episodes out wherever you get your podcasts really soon too. But if in doubt, always make sure you go to australianmusiciansradio.com because you can always check out the episodes via the website. The latest episode saw um, them chat to King George about their brand new single. And of course, as always, they played a phenomenal slew of heavy music that's coming out you know, by the best heavy bands, independent bands in the country. Um, you know the drill, uh, Carly, Jay and Mick giving you the best bands too. They really do love a bit of banter between those three. Yeah, I love how they're just all, yeah, honestly, their personalities are so different between the three of them, but it just gels so well. I love it. Love those guys. Um, they've got pretty much, they're way more reliable than me. They pretty much do have episodes coming out every week, which again, you can see via the website. Um, we are going to get straight on to talking about a couple of tracks, but I can't believe it. I nearly forgot to talk about the track we just played before. Matilda Rose's This Is Personal. Now, despite her uh, her weight in the international music scene, I tell you what, I don't see too many uh, songs come through in the vein of Billie Eilish. However, Matilda seems to have uh, has has cottoned on to the uh, Billy formula right here because this song is uh, kind of creepy and claustrophobic, which really sets it up as a savage revenge song. It's one of these songs that you know immediately what it's about. You don't need to to review the lyrics or have a look over the press release. Like I was reading over the press release before, I thought, yeah, it's got to be a revenge song, um, and it pr- pretty much is. Like what what they describe, what Matilda describes it as is pretty much what I said it was. So, you know, it's it's kudos to the direct kind of songwriting that you can pick up on the themes immediately, not only from the lyrics, but from the, the tone and the sonic textures that are going on with the production. But speaking of the production, um, when I said before that she was trying to, you know, got the getting that sort of cool Billie Eilish minimalism thing going on. I do mean it. Like there's, as you heard, a lot of low end. It's all all in the low end, you know, whispered vocals, finger snaps, prominent bass lines. It is like, yeah, it's kind of cool because, again, we don't see too much of it. But Matilda still has an, an expressive enough voice that it just carries over the top of the entire song, which I, I think is really, really cool. Matilda, good stuff, I must say. She hasn't been in the scene too long, uh, only been releasing songs since last year, which is which there's nothing wrong with that. Fresh talent, getting fresh off the blocks, exactly what you want to hear. Um, she's from Canberra, actually. I, I, we don't get a huge amount of artists from that part of the world, but when they do, it's always good to, good to hear them. So, yeah, good on you, Matilda. Up to Canberra. You don't have too much going for you, but, um, but your beautiful songs. Awesome stuff. Uh, coming up, we have two great, oh, actually really cool mix of tracks moving forward for the rest of the episode, just as, as we always do. But we're going to chunk it up with some hot donners and their new single, Fear Me. Now, tell you what, between this band and fucking Artie Donna, Donna as a name has reached a pinnacle within the cultural zeitgeist of this country that I never thought was possible. You know, Donna, before... 
before the current, you know, cultural climate, I thought was just a generic name for a grandma. No, you're absolutely wrong. It can be um, applied to a punk band and a improv comedy troupe as well. Yes, Hot Donners are a New Zealand band. So, I should have mentioned, you know, you're finally getting a Kiwi artist on an episode where we interviewed a Kiwi. Uh, these guys are from Dunedin. Uh, so, pumping out, I'm sure, plenty of gigs in that college circuit that uh, I've been told is alive and well down those parts uh, because apparently Dunedin is like the Melbourne of, of New Zealand or the, yeah, the, <laughs> the Seattle of New Zealand. Always raining, miserable, but a great music scene. Um, Hot Donners, like a lot of other uh, independent artists in New Zealand, get support from New NZ on Air, which when we've interviewed New Zealand artists, we do mention every now and again, uh, NZ on Air are a great government um, initiative that really do actually support a lot of local talent over there, which is awesome to uh, continuously hear about the artists that they are promoting. Such a great program. Um, this, what I particularly liked about this song is just the riffage. Uh, I really appreciated this week that we had a great song like this, where it's just a catchy little riff going on that the verse and the rest of the song just so neatly builds up from. Um, particularly the guitars and drums are honestly so tight. They know exactly what they're doing and they just interact with each other so well. Um, you'll hear at the end, there is such a, a great breakdown as well before the last chorus. So keep an ear out for that. That was personally probably my favourite bit of the track, but the whole song is great. Changing direction after that, going a full 180 from punk rock, to a bit of experimental, your big band soul jazz. We are talking about Queensland band, the Holy Roller Coasters, and uh, their new release, which is called Odyssey Number no. One. Now, talk about a bit of uh, high concept um, music going on. The Holy Roller, Co- the Holy, excuse me, Roller Coasters have uh, decided to, since going into lockdown from last year, uh, (laughs) set themselves the task of retelling Homer's The Odyssey in three separate releases, culminating in a final combined concept album. So, they've just released the first part of it. Um, It's a mixing of the original story, uh, fine-tuned to to the setting of a- of a future post Civil War Australia. Now that is if that isn't high concept, I don't know what is. I have to give a tip my hat to them. Um, I think these guys are like an eight or nine piece, like full on big band. And you can tell it just adds for such a lush full sound as you would come to expect for a band of this this size. Um, the song we're gonna play off it because they didn't actually release any singles, which you know Props to you. That's the real progressive rock props coming in, coming out of the woodwork here. We're going to play one of the tracks of it. Tears, Heartache and Sighs, which I've been told, according to the presser, is from the perspective of the returning soldier coming back home um, and all kinds of weird shit happens. Um, musically, though, I really appreciate how the vocals and the horns complement each other. 
And then there's this phenomenal piano work just going on in the background. Um, and then just, well, I mean, include this solid rhythm section underneath. It it really combines into a really special song. Um, I really appreciated too how the start of the track is more of a lounge vibe. By the end of the the final crescendo, it's it's gone full big band, you know, just blasting out those horns, waves of sound, walls of sound, and it just sounds huge. Um, so I really appreciate that crescendo. It's a proper crescendo, and I have to I have to give, give him props because it is really cool, and because we don't get too much of this kind of stuff. Um, it's good to insert it in. But yeah, that was that's courtesy of 4000. Um, 4000 Records, which the release is out now on that label. Let's play them because I'm pretty keen to play them. The They are Hot Donners with Fear Me and the Holy Roller Coasters with Tears, Heartache and Sighs. <sighs> Back soon on Bar Talk, guys.
G'day, this is Jay Stark from Heavy Reborn. You're listening to AMR. Bucket and a mop for this wet asp soul. Yeah, the holy roller coasters with tears, heartache, and sighs is what you just heard. And before that, the song Fear Me by Hot Donners. I certainly did not fear that song. It was very, very delectable, just like all the songs we play on this bloody show. Am I right, people? <laughs> I am bloody right, eh? Yeah, you bet your ass. Oh, yes, I'm. Uh Feeling a bit tasty, guys. Opened up a beer in between in between the songs during the break, and I'm feeling kind of sexy right now. So sexy, in fact, that I want to tell you about a far sexier show than this. Far Q Radio. Yeah, that's right. That's F-A-R-Q. I had someone come up to me the other day and go, Daniel, you're necessarily swearing on this show. Well, I don't fucking care how much I swear, son. I'll swear how much I like, but I do not wish to confuse those of you who think that I'm swearing when I'm not, no, it's uh, they're from the far north Queensland. I am, of course, talking about Grumpy and Skeet, who really soaking things up, up uh, soaking up the music up there, you can say, because they had the pleasure on their most recent episode of heading south from their end of the world um, to the 
Ali or Ali, I don't know how you pronounce it, <laughs> Peach Festival of Music, having a chat to a few artists, including, most appropriately to this show, the uh, awesome Marty Wilson, who I'm particularly jealous about. You know why I'm so bloody jealous of the boys from FarQ? Because they've managed to get to to, to meet Marty in person um, before I have. Now, uh, for those of you who, who will remember uh, from last year, we did, or earlier this year, I should say, we did actually interview Marty for a previous episode of this show. Um, and she was supposed to, earlier this year, come down and play um, a show in Melbourne at the uh, awesome venue, the Wesleyan, there in Smith Street, um, when her album came out. Well, um, unfortunately, that had to get cancelled. Um, that wasn't able to go ahead. And I was kicking myself about it because I was so keen to uh, have the promised shots of apple juice and fireball that we were planning on having and, and talking a bit of shit because Marty's a good shit talker. She she um, will get you chatting for hours like she did on, on the episode that we ended up um, interviewing her on. Uh, and I remember I was actually there at, at a, a bar a couple of doors down from the venue and we were sitting out the front on Smith Street and you could actually see the Wesleyan and I I sent her a little video of just zooming in on the, the door of the Wesleyan, no comment, and then she messaged back a little bit later and goes, oh, you, you bastard, I was so disappointed. I was supposed to be playing there this week, and I said, I know, I know, I'm just rubbing salt into the wound, but um, I am sure that they had a fun old time um, having a chat to Marty, as well as the other artists that they interviewed. Um, Far Q, like all other AMR podcasts, can be found at australianmusiciansradio.com check it out those guys do a bloody good job um they're good fun to to listen to now we've got a couple of interesting picks for you are coming up um got some some cool stuff just as cool as the rest of tonight's episode up first is uh respire respire by the band Snowcats. Speaking of Queensland, another Queensland band. A lot of Queensland artists on this show to this week. I can't believe it. They're taking over officially. No, um, Snowcats are a relatively new musical project, um, make up of a number of different artists who have, um, or uh, musicians who have been doing their own thing for quite a few years and have come together to sort of make this dream pop alt rock indie folk, whatever you want to call it, I guess. It's not overly cliched as far as sounds go, but I did have to specifically appreciate the uh, sort of real Whitlam's vibes that are going on with the with the music on this track. And by that, I mean specifically the piano-driven riff. There's like that light jazz drumming that you'll hear. Uh, and it's just- <laughs> And then what they've done is they've just added enough dissonance and, and interesting melodies to make it a bit bit wacky, but cool, which is right up my alley. I love this sort of shit. Um, but yeah, speaking of drumming, actually, I have to make a point of this. I know it seems nitpicking very specific, but I really liked how the hi-hats are sitting in the mix of this song. I know it's so specific. Normally, I'm a bit more broad with my descriptions, but I don't know what it was. It was just really very prominent hi-hats, and there wasn't a huge amount of drumming going on, so they were very prominent, and they were sort of sitting at the front of the mix. Um, but I liked it. It sort of fit really well with what the song's trying to do. Um, but overall, the song itself had a very cyclical vibe to it. It kept going round and round in circles, sort of you lose lose track of time for a second because it's the lack there's a lack of a proper distinct chorus, um, which is why it's a bit alt rather than pop. 
but cool stuff nonetheless. Um, Snowcats are going to be coming out with a debut EP in March 2022, question mark, it says. So, hopefully, that'll be when it happens, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. Um, they've been playing a couple of shows uh, as well. They are playing on December 19 at the Woolly, Ma- Woolly Mammoth in Brisbane. So, if you're out and about on that night up in that part of the world, uh, do yourself a favour and, and go and watch Snowcats. And straight after that, we are going right into uh, soul territory again, but a different kind of soul with uh, Cardamone's new single, Passion to Ashes. Now, speaking of soul, um, Cardamon has certainly drawn from the Adele school of drama as far as the instrument uh, instrumentals are concerned. Uh, you've got more piano-based goodness with this track. Um Pair that, pair the beautifully stunning vocals too, and really well developed voice uh, with the string arrangements that are going on. Add the the sort of the minimal percussion, you know, with the tambourines and the tom drums going on. Uh, you got some solid piano work going in, going in there as well. It all sort of combines to create this soulful delight for the ears, which Adele has certainly popularised over the last decade or so. But uh, Cardamone certainly falls into that alleyway beautifully, and it's, it's such a well-crafted little track. Um, Cardamone is a Melbourne artist, yeah, but um, been based in Los Angeles on and off for the last five, six years, um, doing the old chasing the dream. Uh, but Cardamone has always been involved with um, the performing arts in one way or another since a child. Uh, they've been a... Um, backup dancer for a lot of different artists and uh, now they're just getting around to uh, having their own solo career which I think is awesome especially with a, a ta- with a talented voice such as that uh, again a lot of great tone in that voice which you're gonna really I think for those those soul connoisseurs they're gonna really appreciate um, these both of these songs by the way sent in by the awesome guys at footstomp let's bloody play the bloody tracks folks are you keen for this i am it's snow cats with respire and after that cardamon with passion to ashes yes i'll be back don't you bloody go anywhere give you a kiss to say goodbye for two seconds and then we'll be back with a bit more talk right here on bar talk still time to glow Another day slowly moves her mind You've another home here at home It's like in front To bring me back to you Jose to begin With the cold 
This is Suze, and you're listening to Bar Talk. It's all I can smoke, nothing but cold, tears in her eyes. We're starting to choke, we've been here before. We've tried and we've tried Just like that You're burning me black Oh, we're playing in fact Flames getting high It's passion to ashes Oh, we light up the night What's it
give me real passion for the station. That was Passion to Ashes by Cardamone or Cardamon. I can't quite tell. Can't quite decide. And frankly, I have no one to correct me. So I guess my pronunciation is now legal. <laughs> no, Passion to Ashes by Cardamone. And before that, Snowcats with respite. You are listening to Bar Talk. You are listening to Daniel M. Pern as he prattles on about everything and nothing at the same time, which makes no legal logical sense. But nonetheless, there's no one to correct me here. I'm doing my hand solo, so you know. Whew, what can you do? <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing. You just keep fucking playing the episode. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Ooh, actually, before I get too far into the thank yous, I have a little little cheeky, uh, you know, well, not announcement. It's already been announced as of the release of the episode, but a cheeky little uh, promotion to say, I guess. If I'm talking about the uh, upcoming fourth, I believe, uh, 18, 19, 20, yes, 21 is the fourth annual AMR Top 50 New Year's Eve countdown. That's right. We are going to be coming back live on air for the uh, sexiest AMR event of the year. Doesn't get better than this, folks. Um, We are going to be announcing and counting and playing down on air via our live stream at amraustralia.caster.fm on December 31st. Um, They're our top It's going to be likely top 50 songs of 2021. Now, this is not just a Daniel M. Pern thing. This is also a Gareth thing and the Heavy Reborn guys thing and also Suze from, um, from, you know, Quiz Fizz and doing other shit because she's been doing quite a bit with AMR this last year. And, of course, all the other guys on AMR will probably definitely put an input as well. I'm talking about Afarku as well, possibly Mickey Maggot as well from Delinquent Cause. Um, we'll all be putting together our favourite songs from 2021. It is like the Golden Globes. It's a, it's a, uh, our personal hand-picked favourite songs. Unlike the uh, triple flayed coldest 100, um, we don't rely on the uh, corruptible democratic process to pick our favourites for the year. We um, go by the the dictatorship. Uh, method and, and executively choose our favourite songs. But it is going to be a bit of a mix between um, everyone in the station's favourites. But who will be crowned number one? I don't know because we haven't chosen it yet and you won't know until December 31st when you can tune in at amraustralia.caster.fm. That is amraustralia.caster.fm. We will ensure that the links are there. You can check out the Facebook event. Make sure you click going. We'll be putting all the updates on there. Um, and if you're around, come on down to the studio and say good day. We want to party with you like it's 2021 because it is 2021. Because, yeah, you know, party like it's New Year's Eve because it will be New Year's Eve. But, yeah, there'll be limited studio spaces. So, let us know if you want to come down uh, and join us for a bit. We might get you on air telling a few jokes because it, it goes all afternoon, probably starting around 2 p.m., finishing well past midnight. And then we party till the wee, wee hours uh, like any good New Year's Eve should be partied. But I'm thoroughly looking forward to it and I hope you are too. Anyway, enough of that, but but put it in your diaries, folks. December 33rd, give us a, give us a tune in. Tell us that you're listening in too. And if, um, yeah, tune in. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> no. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to um, thank AMR's community and business partners. I am, of course, talking about Drum Power Music Factory Direct up in Bayswater, Suki Lounge, 
in Belgrave, Batten Sachs Legal in South Melbourne, Stark Audio and Graphics at wherever Jay Stark is, I guess. <laughs> but no, thank you for supporting us here at this great station. Um, we're going to take you out on a couple of tracks, guys, that are phenomenal. First up, we have Hannah Sands with her dreamlike song, La La Land. Whoa, tell you what, flange me up, Hannah, because you've got some very cool electric piano and electric guitar are just flanged all the way to Flangeville and back. This song is literally so chill. Um, I thought it is the title of the song is so bloody appropriate for what you're actually hearing on the track. The, yeah, it's just a perfectly titled song. Um, apparently, the song is a bit about like dreaming of all the places you're going to go with your music career, which I think is pretty appropriate, especially in this last year or so when we haven't been able to tour or do any of that fun stuff. I kind of specifically liked, again, nitpicking on things I really your very specific things I liked. I did like how the bass was just always there, the bass guitar. It was it was there, but it just sort of momentarily floats in and out. So you can sort of hear it a bit easier in some parts and then you can't in others. I just thought it added that extra level of dreaminess that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Like the, the whole track's very dreamy, as I was saying before, don't get me wrong. But again, these little things, a little tastemaker, you know, you know, nitpicking stuff, these little little tiny differences. They can they can just elevate the track. You know, they can make it a little bit better. Um, good stuff, Hannah. Good stuff. She hasn't been around too long. Again, a lot of artists like the ones we're playing this week um, are only relatively new to the scene. She debuted last year and has been um, whew, making all kinds of people happy all over the all over the country. Um, and by the way, another Brisbane artist. Again, ooh, what is it with these Queensland artists this week? Um, finishing us off for the evening or the episode or the morning, if you're listening from the morning, is a our first, a second. No, no, I think is Tommy Drifter, the uh, Sydney-based folk artist who has got apparently a EP coming out next year with uh, I'm guessing this song on it. It's called. On fire, and it's a lovely way to round out our episode. Um, I tell you what, overall, out of all the songs, the multi-tracked vocals in this are the best out of anything I've heard on this this episode so far. I, I the, the, there's some ooze that come on, some, some multi-tracked vocal ooze that sort of slip in there a couple of places, and they're just heavenly when they come in. They're just so well mixed. Um, it just works really nicely. Now I know. Tommy is going for sort of this simple singer-songwriter kind of thing. But there's this sort of high-end synth that sort of just floats above everything else, just sitting there, you know, uh, levitating above all the other uh, noises on the spectrum there. And it just, again, elevates, with pun fully intended, uh, the song to the next level. Again, these little things, I don't know what it is. It's just they just make the song a little bit extra special. And may have made the cut. But yeah, cool, cool stuff, Tommy. Looking forward to that new EP. I want to, um, again, thank you guys for for listening this week. Same as every other week. I I do appreciate um, the love we're getting so far. 
Um, we'll, we should be back next week. Um, as always, though, in the meantime, if you've got nothing to do, take five minutes to just follow us on your socials. Um, follow our socials, sorry. Uh, for Bar Talk, Facebook, if, if you're on YouTube, give us a, um, a subscribe as well. For AMR Australia as well, don't forget don't forget the main socials too. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, follow and like us there um, and interact with us. Give us some sneaky comments, some snarky comments in our posts. We want to want to hear more about what you guys think of what we're doing. Um, any feedbacks, good feedback, as I always say. Um, as always, though, you can check us out via our websites, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or, of course, as always, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, I have um, had a good old time on this episode. I'm going to bugger off and go to sleep now. But to take you and drift you away into your dreamlike state, it's our final tracks. Hannah Sands with La La Land and to top it off at the end, Tommy Drifter with On Fire. Goodbye, guys. We'll see you next time on Bar Talk here on AMR. Flashing lights and big screens Tokyo to Italy Singing all the what the world is singing back at me Got my lover here, son, too, with me Chilling backstage with the family Manifesting all my fantasies Into my reality, this shit is coming naturally Gonna take your hand and make our way into La La Land One day you'll see Gonna take your hand and make our way into La La Land Gonna be, gonna be Living so successfully Up in the clouds with my childhood dreams you and me, baby No, we don't need the life of luxury Cause we'll be getting it financially We invested in the plan to be loving one another While we build our big old legacy One day you see I'm gonna take your hand and make our way into love
Been spending my time 
Australian Musicians Radio dot com. <laughs> 